All right, this is uh, Bishop Bowser here, and we are live here on um, Slow Motion with Bishop Bowser and also live on Facebook. And we have a pretty good one, good show tonight. Uh, I have with me here uh, Jimmy, uh, B1 San Diego. And uh, if, you're, uh, if you're on Twitter, uh, you should know him. And he does a lot of stuff for uh, found out foundational black Americans here in San Diego running the show and doing some good things in regards to uh, addressing the issues surrounding the black community. And so tonight we're going to um, get into a discussion. We're going to talk about um, uh, single black moms. We're going to talk about uh, black homelessness, and we're going to get into immigration and, and what can be done for blacks with everyone else coming into this country getting benefits, but still no reparations for black folks. And so we're going to talk about that and get into some of the issues. And so one of the things I want to do uh, right now with all those uh, that are on Facebook uh, that is coming in, um, if you can just tag somebody or share this live feed on your timeline, this podcast on your timeline, so that we can get some things popping and getting some things going here. Uh, but I want to go ahead and, and um, uh, dive right into this. And I want to introduce you, introduce to you all, um, Jimmy, uh, B1 San Diego on Twitter. How you doing, Jimmy? Doing excellent, Bishop Bowser. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. I can't complain. You know, God is good and always looking to uh, do great things. Really appreciate some of the things that you're doing uh, uh, for, for black folks in the black community and how uh, a lot of folks don't really understand, uh, especially younger generation, Twitter and, and how that, you know, uh, the power of framing narratives on there, you know, because you have a little bit of everybody. You have the politicians, you have the celebrities, you have the media, and you have a little bit of everybody there watching. It's not Twitter is not as popular as Facebook or Instagram, but I believe that's the place where you can really work it and, and frame those narratives. And, and you do a pretty good job at that uh, with, with some of the things you're doing and, and have, have a team of folks that really dive in there and make some things happen. So I really appreciate that. Appreciate the work you're doing and everything. And so I want to get started here. Well, one of the first things I wanted to um, uh, uh, talk about and actually, you know, just, you know, if there's anything you want to tell us a little bit about yourself or what people what you want people to know about you. Yeah. So um, essentially, uh, I'm, I'm obviously I'm a foundation of black American meaning that I can trace my roots. Uh, back to the original foundation of the country, meaning one or both of my parents uh, either was here uh, descended of slavery or we were here previously uh, as we black people were the original indigenous tribes uh, prior to Walter Plecker uh, reclassifying us, I believe, in the uh, early 1900s, like 1940. You can look up Walter Plecker. Uh, but at any rate, um, with me being on all sorts of, all different sides of the income spectrum, uh, living a, a fluent middle life, middle class lifestyle, and then losing it all, being homeless at one point and having to re-put it all back together, I know specifically the challenges that we, Foundation Black Americans, face um, in regards to you know racism, uh, the economic struggles, and if we're gonna point directly to the homelessness, I mean, let's just mm -hmm. talk about that. Uh, black people are a little bit less than 5% of the population here in San Diego, yet we're almost 30% of the homeless population. Wow. In L.A., Bishop Bowser, the numbers are even more terrifying as we're 
about 9% of the population and right at 50% of the homeless in L.A. County. Wow. And you look at the Bay Area, the numbers are even more horrifying because you look at Oakland and one report I got is where 70% of the homeless people on the streets in Oakland are Foundation of Black Americans. Wow. Now, that is policy, Bishop Bowser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, that is specific political policy. And when you look at the fact that we have illegal aliens coming across the border, mm-hmm. many of them infected with China virus. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the state of California with its estimated six billion illegal aliens, we spend over twenty-three, excuse me, six million illegal aliens. We spend over twenty-three with a B billion dollars on <laughs> welfare and other health care services for illegal aliens. So when you talk about reparations for us, Foundation of Black Americans, illegal aliens are already getting the reparations. Mm-hmm. The, the check that we're supposed to be getting is being cut to them. 116 B with a billion dollars were spent on illegal aliens in the year 2016. So my point with that, Bishop Bowser, do you think that we're spending more money on illegal aliens right now with Biden allowing 2 million illegal aliens, many of them infected with China virus, coming over here, directly going into black neighborhoods, infecting black people with the China virus? Or do you think we're spending less? I think what do you think, yeah. Mr. Bozo? I think we're spending more, man. We're spending more, you know, when you look at uh, just immigration period, right? And not just those that's coming over from Mexico, but all over the country, right? All over the world, I should say. And, you know, I live out in El Cajon and one of the hubs out here for Middle Easterns uh, that come from Iraq and Iran and all those different places and so on. And uh, and so we know that a lot of these, these folks uh, uh, come over here with generational wealth already, but yet they still, you know, play the system, right? They still get what they need to get out of the system. And some of these guys, man, they got pizza shops, gas stations, they own oil wells at home. And differently, because I talk, I have conversations with a lot of these guys, but you yeah. still see them playing the system. So I think that it's, it's you know, we're, we're way overwhelmed with the immigration. Then what you just had in Afghanistan and so on and all the, the folks that bring it over and the millions of dollars that they're pumping into it. Not just that, but into the wars and all that. And then when you look at us as black folks who have built this country and like you said, you know, we go all the way back, you know, to slavery. Uh, and and fought in in all the wars, the Revolutionary War, the war, the Civil War, during slavery time, and then after that, all the other war, World War One, World War Two, uh, the Korean War, Vietnam War, all these different wars. And I might miss some in between, and right. and and to talk when we when, whenever you mention something for Black folks and you talk about reparations, uh, you have uh, have a problem with people, people not wanting to um, uh, do anything. And and I don't know where what's that bill that you call HR forty. I don't know what that is, but I totally agree with you. It's just garbage. So yeah, and see what has happened, and and part of the problem, part of the reason that when we look at these horrifying homeless numbers here in California, you just got to be honest. You know, Negroes have completely integrated themselves right out of being relevant here in California, right? Yeah. When we say we need some specifically, you will have bootlicking Negro Democrat leaders say, well, you know, we need reparations, but it's also about the LGBTQ or XYZ too. Or, you know, um, we need reparations, but we can't forget about people of color. Now, if you want to see the ignorance of how the average Negro voter really shouldn't be voting, honestly, the average black person should be voting. I'm going to give you a case study. Okay. Karen Bass, Congresswoman Karen Bass, black girl magic, right? 
Mm-hmm. Her district includes Skid Row and Los Angeles. Skid Row in Los Angeles is exclusively black at about 85%. You got 8,000 black bodies on the streets of Skid Row. Mm-hmm. Yet, Karen Bass is advocating for LGBTQ or XYZ rights. We don't mm-hmm. have any problem with the gays, but let's take a look. The gay community has a specific economic empowerment zone in every city. They got WeHo in LA, they got Hillcrest here, Castro District in San, up in San Francisco, uh-huh. Montrose District in Houston. I'll be here all day long naming the different economic bases that the LGBT have. We don't get that. Right. And so when you look at specific Congress people or these black politicians like a Congresswoman Karen Bass, all those black homeless people heard this. Uh-huh. You look at that wig wearing heifer like Maxine Waters, who will get up here and now it's cool for her to agree with WAP. Okay, now this is, let me just show you how far down black society and in regards to these black politicians, how, how far we've gone down. Maxine Waters to get up there with that James Brown wig and to go on national TV and to congratulate Meg Thee Stallion on advertising WAP, which is just promoting thought culture, denigrating sisters further down than they already are. But she has nothing to say. Oh, she's very vocal about Donald Trump and illegal aliens and all that stuff. But she has <laughs> nothing to say about the black women that are homeless in her district sleeping on the street being raped by illegal aliens that she allows to come over here and that she provides specific tangible benefits for. So that's something that people really need to, to let that sink in. And these are black women voting for these same policies to keep fellow black women on the streets homeless to be sexually assaulted by God knows who. Let yeah. that sink in for a minute, Bishop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that was one of the things that I like, I really found out, I, you know, you heard about reparations, you know, uh, I've been hearing about it for a long time, right? But a lot of times I kind of like, I'll be honest, I didn't really pay attention to it until, you know, I started uh, when I got on Twitter and started uh, seeing these various movements. You know, of course, you know, ADOS. Um, I found out about ADOS through uh, Tariq on the sheet. And 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 um, but then, you know, the division, different things like that. And I think he started using the term Foundation Black Americans. Right. Um, and 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 so. But when I was following these folks and listening to these folks, what they was talking about in regards to reparations, I like that make a lot of sense. This is stuff that I've been saying all the time. We need to solely and completely focus on black people and what our needs are. Right. Uh, Because anything, any bill that you pass, whether it's civil rights bill, whether it's um, affirmative action or anything, is always uh, find a loophole that everybody else benefit and black people still end up on the bottom of everything. Right. And so there right. has to be a specific plan to specifically address uh, the issues surrounding black people in all the the, the arenas to bring equity and equality, uh, uh, whether it's housing, whether it's education, whether it's uh, loans and banking, uh, uh, whether it's employment, uh, um, you, you, like you're talking about with the homelessness, all those issues like with homelessness, um, don't just say you have a black agenda or black plan, but are you really doing something specifically uh, targeting and and working to 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 help uh, the black folks that need help, or you just saying, oh, we got a plan for black people, but really not doing nothing with the plan, and we still seeing, like you said, thirty percent homelessness in San Diego. That's ridiculous. What do you think the problem when you talk about policies and? Um, uh, uh, politician, <laughs> what's the problem? Boy, you said that. Okay, you served up a softball. I'm about to knock it out the park. 
Go ahead. I want to go back to June 10th, 2019. Okay. Right before trying the virus. Uh, I was at the Juneteenth uh, uh, picnic party with the Cooper family. Excellent family. Donated time, money, food. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget our first Native American, white, Hispanic, Asian, LGBT, did I forget a box, mayor, uh, mayor uh, running for mayor at the time. CD Councilman Todd Gloria came and he spoke at the Juneteenth uh, event. Is that when it was at Memorial Park? No, it was still, at that time, it was still on Imperial 32nd, okay. Okay. right in front of the defunct Sister Pee Wee's restaurant that's Got been you. there longer than I've been alive. Yeah, yeah I grew I'll up over come there. I'll back there in a minute. Yeah. Okay, I'll get back there in one second. So, um, our first Native American, white, Hispanic, LGBT, Asian mayor mm-hmm. gets up at the Juneteenth Festival, full of black people, mm-hmm. and he says, we need to build up San Diego together. Mm-hmm. And I pointed out, I said, hey, man, take a look right across the street here. These are black people that are sitting on the curb. They're homeless. They're hot meat sandwich and some baked beans. But right now, when we get finished, when we get ready to leave, they're going to be sleeping on the street homeless. Mm-hmm. And there's illegal aliens living in the house directly behind them mm-hmm. that some of them used to live in. But now they're forced on the street. So what are they going to do for us? He told me, and I quote, I'll see you when I get off the stage. Mm hmm. You got to watch them old niggas. And the reason you got to watch them old Negroes, the very first people that were yelling at me saying, why am I badgering Todd Gloria <laughs> were the old black women. Uh, okay? You had a whole bunch of, oh, and I'm, not, I'm not banging on the church and all that, but right. you had a whole bunch of them, 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 them big hat wearing sisters that sit in the front row of the church. Uh, young man, you don't need to talk to him like that. We he gonna do something for all of us. I said, okay, Todd Glory, help me out, sir. You're gonna run for mayor. It's very obvious you're gonna be mayor because you're running pretty much uh, uh, unobstructed. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do specifically for us? Right. And he started toting the Democrat line. Well, you know, see, we just gotta build up uh, for everybody. You know, we need to build the community up all at once. I said, sir, with all due respect, look at that parking lot right there. That is a carnicaria, a Mexican grocery store. That is a taco truck that potentially has illegal aliens that are getting food stamps. They get food stamps, they turn around and go to Smart and Final to buy food, and then they sell the food on the food truck and it turns into dollars. And that's money that is circulating amongst them that black people are completely locked out of. So what are they going to do specifically for us? Right. And once again, he just told that line about build all together. Now, the real sickening part, is that this man has sat and said he's not going to do anything for black people, just like Obama didn't say he's going to do nothing for black people. Right. Joe Biden told these dumb, ignorant Negroes, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. Mm-hmm. And 90% of them still ready to vote for him. So that's part of that mental health thing. It's got to be mental health. We got to address it from a mental health perspective. Because why are these Negroes voting for politicians that specifically say, I'm not going to do anything for you, and they turn around and vote for them like limits? Yeah. It has to be mental health. Yeah, absolutely. 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 And what do you think they need to do in regards to mental health and addressing that? So essentially what has to be done, it sounds kind of funny, but I'm serious. The entire black community needs therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to be honest I know about I do. the situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, man, I mean, yeah. you know, white supremacy has really done a number on us. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, and I, we can talk about uh, PTSD and slavery, but let's just <laughs> examine the past 60 years yeah. of this gynocracy and how everything has went, how we went from black people was the number one demographic of people married somewhere about 85% mm-hmm. in the 50s mm-hmm. to right now, 
you know, we're the lowest uh, yep. married demographic. Black men, 33% of married black women, mm-hmm. 26% of married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we need to approach this, you know, obviously, you know, from a, a mental health perspective. And in terms of the voting policies, it's simple. Mm-hmm. My vote is for sale, okay? Mm-hmm. I know 97% of black people are just registered brain dead, diehard Democrats. That's just what you've been taught, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is the vote is for sale, okay? Mm-hmm. Because Asians are 6% of the populations, yet still they whip the shit out of black women's ass with these beauty salons, these nail salons, but they got an Asian crime bill. Mm-hmm. Okay, illegal aliens can't even vote. Don't even they're legally not even allowed to vote. Yet out here in California, they can hold office. In New York State, in New York City, they're getting ready to allow them to vote. So they get what they want. Us mm-hmm. is very simple. You want our vote? You need to cut us a check. And right. it's a little deeper than the check. We'll, we'll come back to this, Bishop, because fiat currency really isn't the way to go. Why do you think they're giving those black single mothers in Georgia eight hundred and fifty dollars of fiat money? Mm-hmm. So the reparations really need to be tied to a cryptocurrency. Um, but that's just a little bit. The bottom line, Bishop, the vote is for sale. And it starts, because it, it, and part of what you were talking about, ADOS, ADUNS, you know, the most stupid thing that they came up with is vote Democrat down ballot. Yeah, right? I that's heard of, yeah. That's the most asinine thing ever. <laughs> that's why I say it's mental health, Bishop. So what these idiots are saying, well, we ain't going to vote uh, uh, president. Uh, we'll leave that blank. But vote Democrat down ballot. Okay, jackass. So now you're going to put a Democrat to be your local city councilman, your local state rep, your local your 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 your, your, your um, state senator, right, and your state congressman. These people are going to move up the ladder. You didn't ask for anything in exchange for your vote. Right. So you're just voting to empower your 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 oppressors. You know, exactly. white supremacy learned that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Let's not put, we don't need to put white supremacist politicians in their face, you right. know, except for Biden, because, you know, we'll just get the dumb Negro to fall for Biden. So what we'll do is we'll go white supremacy and blackface. You know, we'll put an Obama up there. Mm-hmm. We'll put a, a, a mayor, uh, the girl in Keisha Applebottoms in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll put a, we'll, we'll, we'll put all of these puppet black politicians up in your face, but they won't do anything for you. Right. Right, right, exactly, and and that and that's been happening for a while. So like now, you know, even when they I see them bring these black congressmen on TV and stuff, it's kind of like you don't want to hear it, you know, because you know what they're talking about. They just picked up that that narrative, that line of of towing the line for their party and and framing the narrative the way that they want to frame it. And so you've got to understand that these narratives were framed by white supremacy, racist people. You know, even though they say they love you, they like you. And so look what they've done, right? What for you? What have you done for me lately? And like the Bible uh, talks, scriptures talk about we don't just love in tongue. We're supposed to love in deeds, and we need to see it. If you love, if you really care about and love the black community, then we need to see it by what you do. And specifically for us, you know, we were here. We have built this country, and so we got the we uh, we have to be able to uh, uh, like, like we talked about earlier with the reparations and being. Uh, repaid, right? Being repaired uh, for all of what we've done. We haven't been paid for a lot of stuff. And even like you said, just go back to the last 60 years, even though we know, I think in the 60s when you had immigration and more folks, black folks from Africa and different other kind of countries were coming in here and stuff. But we as descendants of, uh, of slavery, um, you know, we've been here. <laughs> and so so they got to get behind us, you know, when it comes when it comes talking about doing something for for black people and so i yeah 
Absolutely. We That's why the etymology that. is very important, Bishop Bowser. Yeah. You see, when you start talking that that with backward idiotic Jesse Jackson, African American, <laughs> we're African American. Okay, well, if that's the case, Shalice Theron is African American mm -hmm. with her torture and those black sons she has transforming them into, into girls. Mm -hmm. She's African American. Mm -hmm. Hell, if we're going there, Elon Musk mm -hmm. is African American. Okay, because from Africa. Exactly. So you can't let them. I, see, we, we, we it's not a question that we're going to get the reparations. Reparations coming. Mm -hmm. um, because at this point, you know, let's just be honest. You, there's just a large demographic of Negroes that we have to write off. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, they, 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 they can't be saved. They just, you know, whatever the case may be. I look at I look at the ones that are just diehard, bootlicks, Democrats. Mm -hmm. I look at them the same way that the dominant society looks at their opioid users. Mm -hmm. If you notice, Trump was in office, white supremacist arch fiend, yet he didn't say nothing when 100,000 white folks died of opioids, right? Right. So, you know, we kind of just have to look at that large demographic of our people, uh, you know, that, that, that don't want to conform. But mm -hmm. with the rest of us that, that are on code with each other, mm -hmm. you know, um, we can get this done. We're going to get this done. One of the arguments that I hear all the time is, well, you know, if we give them reparations, man, they'll go over there. They'll be in Beverly Hills. They'll go to Bordeaux Drive and they'll start buying Gucci. Okay, so what? Mm -hmm. Okay, nobody said nothing when Britney Spears was a, a teenager. She got all that money and then <laughs> went crazy on drugs and alcohol and just barely mm -hmm. got herself back together. Right. So right. that is, uh, that argument falls on deaf ears. Now, you know, when you talk about the reparations that are needed, how can we repair our community? Uh, there was a story that came out of Baltimore. Okay. And this is a story that we talked about. This uh, young lady, her name is Tiffany Prince, I want to say her name is. Mm -hmm. This young lady, they, this the report story did not reveal her age. Okay. Um, but this young lady, Tiffany Prince, out of Baltimore. Uh-huh. Young lady, uh, she has three kids. Right including a 17-year-old son, okay? Now, the 17-year-old son was supposed to graduate high school, mm -hmm. but he didn't graduate high school because the boy has a point one three GPA. How did and that happen? Now, for the people that's listening on the podcast, it's not a 1.3. <laughs> His cumulative GPA after four years in school is 0.13, and they're forcing the 17-year-old to start all over at the ninth grade. Yeah. What happened? Did they now, say what happened? the frightening part. Let me, let me drop this, and I'll shut up and let you weigh in. Okay. The frightening part, this young man with a 0.13 GPA is in the top 50% of his class. Whoa. What's the demographics of the school? It's Baltimore. Do you really oh, well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Hybrid black folks running Negro, that. Yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> illegals, a handful of Latinos, and yeah, that's it. Man, you know. Wow, wow. That's crazy. So now I kind of peel back the lens of the story. Of course, you know, this young lady, uh, from what I can gather, she has three kids and she's working three jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is how we end up. You know, we're going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation and you know, we'll get to the solution. But, you know, a lot of times in our community, you know, we have these women saying, oh, you know, the black community is crime infested, this, that, and the third. Well, this woman right here is raising, potentially raising one of the criminals in the black community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Your man is 17 years old. He's right. got a point one three GPA. Now, I noticed, and I, we'll, we'll, we'll put the link up for the ad. Okay. The boys got some nice Jordan, I mean, for the article, the boys got some nice Jordan. He's playing a video game. Mm-hmm. Where's his mother in his life in regards to helping him with his schoolwork and getting his act? Yeah. And, and why so late? I mean, you know, they should have been caught that and worked on that versus, you know, wait until it's time for him to graduate or what have you, if that's how the story go. And then all of a sudden, you know, talking about his grade point average. And if, if he was, what percent did you say he was ahead of the rest of the class in his, uh, he is in the top 50%. He ranked 62 out of 120 students. Wow. That's crazy. Now, keep in mind, okay, uh, you know, with uh, the, your gov ed education, uh, part of the problem is that, see, the teachers' unions, all of these teachers, they're, they've been, they're, they're liberal indoctrinated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to teach these kids, you know, uh, drag queen story hour, and they're going to be teaching kids about, you know, uh, Heather has two moms, and it's okay to eat vagina, it's okay for... Uh, when young ladies eat other ladies' vagina and how many times have we had sex and have we had orgasm, they'll teach them all of that, but they're not going to teach them the fundamentals reading, writing, and arithmetic. Right. Now, I'm all about follow the money, mm-hmm. right? Because if you want to find the answer to a question, you follow the money. Right. City of Baltimore spends between eight to $10,000 per student per year. Wow. <laughs> and what's the average as far as we, if you look at the um, the average nationally? Well, that, that the, the same the, the numbers the vary. Okay. Uh, certain certain school districts spend upwards of thir- uh, more than ten, twelve, thirteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars per student mm-hmm. per year. Okay, okay, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You it, follow the money, you find the teachers' union, you'll find corruption. There lies your problem. Yeah, and 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 I know I think it was in Baltimore, it was somewhere where I know this was a few years ago where it's having problems with the school itself, right? You know, if the school mm-hmm. is is falling apart, you know, the structure of the school. That will be Baltimore, where um, yeah. oh, there you go. Okay, so Baltimore in the in the predominantly black area. Uh, you're referring to a story that came out last year, year before last. Mm-hmm. Black students are sitting freezing cold inside yeah. of classrooms. Uh, they're, they're, they can see their, you know, their air, their breath, their, their air breathing mm-hmm. because the classrooms are freezing cold mm-hmm. uh, because the schools go neglected, yep. right? Yep. yep. And that's our wonderful. See, you show me a city that has a majority black population. I'm going to show you a city that's ran by exclusively ran by Democrats. Black people will be on the bottom, underperforming schools, high crime, no economic zone for black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's whether it's Philly, Detroit is just a train wreck. You got Detroit, Detroit is so bad, brother. You got 80% black people in the city of Detroit. You got a specific Mexican town. Mm-hmm. You have a specific Arab town. Mm-hmm. Hell, you even got a Bengali town. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, Hamtramck sister city to Detroit has got an all Muslim government. Okay. Wow. But in for the city of Detroit for black people, no black economic empowerment zone. Exactly. Exactly. And we know that a lot of that, I, I, you know, you can go to some of the most impoverished countries in the world and so on, and you will still find um, low crime and you will find that a lot of these folks do strive if they, if, if, if education provided, they do strive to educate themselves and things like that. I think when you when you look at us over here 
in this country, a lot of that does come into play when you talk about uh, the educational system, whether it's the teachers, whether it's the infrastructure, whether it's the finances, but it's also come through parenting, right? Because a parent, if the school is failing, that parent should pull that, hold the school accountable, pull that, that, that child out of that school, right? And whether mm-hmm. you do homeschooling or whatever you're going to do uh, to make sure that your child is getting the proper education and should be watching it, right? You know, what? I'm starting all over again with my grandson, and I talk to the teacher every day, right? Every day I pick right. him up, I go right up to the teacher. How did he do today? What's going on? And so on, right? And we work with him mm-hmm. at home to make sure that he's doing what he should be doing and, and, and so on. And if he feels, sometimes he feels like he's not being treated fairly and so on, and I explain to him, you know, how that works. And then he, he goes and he, he sees exactly what I was saying. And so it's, right. it's about us being involved in their lives and making sure that they do get the education. You can't rely on nobody to educate your child, but yourself. And we have to do that. And so if, if, um, if a mom has, uh, uh, three jobs, um, I'm sad to say, but you know, uh, that's too many jobs. If, if it's, if it's going to cause you to neglect your child, uh, you got to find another way to do it. You know, and, and that's just it. Right. Um, excuse me. We have a, in, the, in our community, we have a strange dynamic, and this is something that it's only uh, privy to our community. Mm-hmm. In our community, particularly with our women, the longer that they stay single, collect more bodies, and have more children, allegedly their value goes up. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, every other community, it works the exact opposite, right? Um, you know, majority of these women are getting married in their 20s, you know, in 30s, they're settling down and having kids. Our community, not so as much. So, you know, we can be here all night, discuss how do we get here, you know, discuss exactly how it happened. Ultimately, without a strong family system, we can talk about fighting white supremacy all day, and we're doing a damn good job at that. <laughs> Problem, if right. we're not... If we do not have a strong family system, right, then at some point we're gonna we're, we're gonna stumble and fall, right. And and okay. and and I know when they when you look at the stats, when you uh, there's a couple of things I want to ask you a question too because when you look at the stats in regards to single parent homes, uh, that's where a lot of our children are in poverty, uh, and and the data yep. has has shown that when in a single parent home you're gonna have more poverty. Uh, but on the other side of I was looking at some data. Uh, in regards to education and regards to salaries, um, black men versus black women. And, you know, and, and I want your opinion on this, you know, but one of the things that I saw is like, you know, when, when you deal with Generation X, which is uh, uh, age 41 to 55, uh, black women are doing pretty well when it comes to making more money than black men and and so on but it, but the one and, and having jobs and so forth but you know the one strange not strange thing but you know the one unique thing i found in this data when i was looking at uh, employment women black women versus black men in employment you know uh, uh what city has more black men that have jobs than black women right here in san diego that's it right here in san diego i tripped off that when i saw that man i was like okay you know the, you know the, no it, it makes perfect sense yeah this is old-fashioned white supremacy and they believe in the power dynamic see mm-hmm. one of the biggest fallacies and we can unpack that i'll make this real quick pain and pain the painless as possible <laughs> okay yeah our women are the most educated and they absolutely are shout out to the black woman black mm-hmm. girl magic 
Mm-hmm. Let's talk about student loan debt. I just Ooh. posted a story two weeks ago where these black women, they targeted black women, specifically, it was some white Latinos, but they targeted black women. Mm-hmm. USC has a master's degree program in social work. Mm-hmm. A social work degree that's going to pay you about $68,000, but that degree costs you $125,000. Wow. Wow. That's, you'll be paying that off for a while. Like $125,000 <laughs> for a master's social work degree and a job that on average pays $68,000. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, now, I want you to juxtapose that to a man who can get his CDL and drive a truck. Mm-hmm. He can pick up a trade, don't have to get no student loan debt. That's right. So, you know, yes, you know, they're the most educated and they got all these degrees, not diploma. And I want you to talk about some of that student loan debt too, right? If right. You don't talk about the good. You got to talk about the bad. Right. Right. Exactly. And so that's kind of where we are with that one. Um, in regards to also working, see, men, we are built. We're built differently, right? We're built to shoulder a workload. If we got to work 60, 70 hours a week, then that's just something that we'll do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, women aren't necessarily built in that regard. Right. Now, when you really want to talk about the real power dynamic, now here's something for you to chew on. Okay. The reason that relationships are important, and the reason that black society is failing, particularly the black woman, no matter that that fallacy about, you know, black girl magic are doing good, 75% of all black women make less than $50,000 a year. Wow. Only 9% of black women make more than $70,000 a year. Shout mm-hmm. out to my black nurses. Mm-hmm. Okay. But how many black nurses we really got? Because now when you talk about that top 9% of black women, the real, the real black women who, you know, truth be told, they could buy a dog or die alone. They really don't need a man because of, you know, their own personal economic success. It's only going to be the black nurses, the black doctors, the black STEM, and a handful of attorneys. Right. I might be missing a couple of professions, but you're picking up when I'm putting down. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So when we talk about the power dynamic, the black woman absolutely needs to be with the black man. Thank you. For her protection of nothing else. But, Thank you know, you. Yeah. Um, we got divest Twitter, bedwinch Twitter. You know, um, <laughs> I don't need a black man. I'm going to divest and, you know, run off with daddy. And we're here in San Diego. I, you know, I live out here on the coast in the fluent area. It doesn't play out very well. There was one of those bad winches that, uh, she, you know, don't need black men. Right up until one of them gay white supremacists slapped the shit out of her on camera. Who uh, posted that video wow. a couple of weeks ago? So, yeah, uh-huh. you know, she was one of those, uh, you know, bad winch, don't need a black man. You know, you Negroes are the problem. And uh, when she found out that the white man said, no, you're still just black, those black N words, and I don't like either, slap her. Right on Del Monte Avenue in Ocean Beach. Yeah, wow. You can look that up. Yep. Wow. So, so what is what are some of the solutions you? I know you talk about you, we need you know um, and got to repair the family right and and absolutely. I like one of the things you said and it and and I think this the the percentage is even higher when you go back to to eighteen ninety to about nineteen in the nineteen sixties, but especially in the nineteen fifties, ninety to ninety five percent of black families. Were mar- they, 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 they were married together, and that was mm-hmm. high. Black women, married black women, was higher than married black, black married white women. And, and and thank you. Yeah, you know, until we got into the '60s, and then of course the, the '70s, and so on. We know that you know, 
uh, the, the the prison and the drugs play some role in that. But even you know, even when you look at all of that and you talk about uh, 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 marriage uh, and you compare it with other races, like you just mentioned, you know, uh, black women number one. It, I heard what you saying. Oh, I don't need a man. I don't need so. I think the attitude is when they say they don't need a man. It, a lot of time we think they just talking about a black man, but I think they're talking in general, right? Because they're the least to marry. And and I think when you talk about interracial, even though it's low for black men, black men marry uh, outside of the race more than black women do, even though it's still low for both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's the reason? Okay, so uh, the reason, and and, and, and men are not without fault, okay? Because the problem is, the real problem in our community when it comes to that is that, you know, let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. We, We got a small percentage of men, 16%, of men that are going around impregnating about 80% of these single moms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because now we say 26% of black women are married, mm-hmm. uh, 33% of black men are married. Now, mm-hmm. the reason that you see a higher percentage of black men married is very simple. We are forced to get our act together. Yeah. Okay. So when a black man, especially here in San Diego, mm-hmm. be honest, man, when a black man has his act together, now I have the choice of who I'll choose to date. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we already discussed how it's not a lot of black people here in San Diego. Right. And we start talking about the you know the whole single mom epidemic and the STDs and abortions and everything else. You know. And now we now now the the playing field is level. Mm-hmm. So now a black woman has to compete with the in shape white girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's uh, you know nice friendly you know a beat whatever you know, little tip, little ditchy whatever. Most importantly, what you see mo- happening now is that you are seeing a lot of you black men marrying Latinos, mm-hmm. marrying Latinas. Um, and there's a reason for that. You know, uh, we grew up together. Uh, and, and, and when you go down to Mexico, especially the further south you go, yeah, I've been all over Mexico. Yeah, you get down there in southern Mexico and you'll start noticing <laughs> a whole bunch of little short black people with little afros. <laughs> <laughs> you ask about that black abuela. <laughs> Say, hey, you know. <laughs> and you'll see some little... You see some little dreadlock, little black Afro people out there. So, um, and, and, and the point I'm making is, um, and 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 yes, some of the stereotypes about black men, the truth is being, you know, uh, in terms of masculinity, being uh, the most wanted. So, yeah, that explains why uh, the black man marries out. Black women would marry out if they had the the chance, um, but there's some unfortunate truths, right? Um, unfortunately, the black woman is the least desirable. Um, and that's not me being, that's not my hypergamy that this has been, uh, documented on dating website. It says that I, I looked at that two years ago, stated, yeah. right? An Asian man, which is why you got Issa Rae saying, Oh, well, black women, y'all need to get with Asian men. Cause it's a good match. See, no other race does that. Yeah. Right. You can't show me the Latina version of the strong Latina woman that doesn't need a Latino man. Right. Right. You can't show me the Asian version of the strong Asian woman that says the hell with the Asian man, even though Asian women marry out higher than any other demographic. Mm-hmm. Did you hear me one? Yeah, yeah. Look, now, and I was just looking at some, some data on, on blackdemographics.com, and one of the things you was saying is that 85% 
of black men have a a, a, a black wife and 93% of black women have a black husband. And, mm-hmm. and, and so that's what kind of what you said about 15%, they marry outside of the race. And I think 9% is they, uh, black men marry white women, 3% they marry Hispanics, and then 3% is the other. And for black women it's 4%, and then uh, 2% for Hispanic, then 1% for others and so forth. And, and when you look at that and you look at how the family unit um, uh, was together, at least till you got to the 60s, right? And then also from the 90, 95%, 90% of, of black families were, were together in marriage. And, 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 and um, um, black women were, were uh, more black women were, were married than white women. What happened? Feminism. Okay, and once again, this is a power dynamic. Um, ladies, you might not want to hear this, but it, it, it's the truth. We are totally different when it comes to sex. If a man is 30 years old and a woman is 30 years old, uh-huh. if this woman is 30 years old and she's had dozens of partners, that is not a good thing for a woman. Mm-hmm. See, a woman has to submit. Let's, right. just, let's, just, let's just keep it above. Mm-hmm. When a woman lays down, she has to submit her body over to a man. Mm-hmm. She has to allow a man to penetrate her. Mm-hmm. Okay? Women aren't designed to be giving themselves away to different men over and over and over and over again, because at some point it's going to destroy her psychologically. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So when you have these women who said, Hey, um, and they get the bad information, right? Girl, you know, you need to just uh, be free. Do you uh, a hot girl summer, you know, uh, girl, take a girl's trip. Okay, so yeah, girl, uh, shout out sorority girls, uh, most <laughs> educated, you can do all of that. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you get finished having all your fun, now you in your 30s or you in your, some case, a lot of cases they're in their 40s, right. your vagina has 20 to 30 years worth of wear and tear on it. Mm-hmm. You've had dozens, if not hundreds of men crawl all over your body. There is no value there. Right. Right. And so a man of means mm-hmm. is not going to say, hey, you know what? I want to marry you. a great <laughs> idea. I'm ready to start a family. And why? Because I'm black and, and we got all these single black mothers. I'm going to pick this woman that got pregnant by Daffy Duck and, and I'm going to take care of this other man's two babies and I'm going to have my baby by her. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't work that way. So part of the solutions, ladies, y'all might not want to hear this. Everybody ain't wife material. Right. Okay, let's just keep it a buck. Everybody in white material, everybody is not meant to get married. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't qualify for something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, if you can't be married to a producer, I'm taking this from Jason Black. Okay. If you ladies, if you can't be married to a producer, then it's best to be a side piece to a producer than to be totally committed to a loser. Because obviously what we've been doing ain't been working. Yeah. Okay. So talk about totally that, man. To, to Daffy Duck and Goofy. So why not be a side piece to a man that's going somewhere? He might not be there for you all the time, but if you can get on his program, perhaps he can give me some guidance, some leadership, and most importantly, perhaps maybe help me with your kids, help you get your kids and your kids' mm-hmm. life together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but you know, I, and I, I know I see you post, uh, especially when it comes to dealing with single single moms and so on. You do a lot of posting, some good information too that you be posting and educational too. You know, an eye opening when you some of the stuff you already know, you see, you're like, oh man, yeah, I know that. And then there's some things like, wow, man, they, she actually said that they actually doing it. And, you know, it, it, it's it's mind boggling. Uh, you know, when you when you look at that. But I know one of the things that that you kind of post one time you had posted is about how women look at a brother that got himself together versus another brother that might, you know, uh, like you said, a loser or might be in prison or whatever. She in love with him, but hate the one that's out here to want to take care of him, things like that. And uh, can you talk about that? Yeah, so you know, and and this isn't specifically to our women. This is this is all women, right? All women want the bad boy. Um, Fonzie made millions of dollars, couldn't ride a motorcycle, but he had the bad boy look, right? Mm-hmm. Fonz. Okay, so you know, every woman wants a bad boy, and you know, ladies, don't hate me for this. <laughs> Let's keep it a buck. Most women would rather just be a hoe. You know, if, 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 if they had their way, they would rather just stay home, lay on their back, and, 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 and do the Cardi B or, or, or the Meg Thee Stallion, right? Man. But unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and as you see, uh, the hoes losing. Kim Kardashian, Amber Rose, I'll be here all night naming them. You know, uh, oh, latest one, Megan Good. She, got, she just got divorced, right? Mm-hmm. Just announced her divorce. So, yeah, the hoes losing. Uh, but unfortunately in our society, you know, we have embraced, um, this whole slut culture. Thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth, man. Uh, The the slut, the whore, whore culture. They don't care about, um, uh, you know, there's, there's women. I, I'm telling you, man, I've witnessed it. I've seen this where three or four, three, four women be dating one man. You can even tell the women, hey, you know, he's playing on you. Got this woman, got that woman, and so on. And he don't care. And then he end up get impregnating a couple of them. One to go get a abortion. Another one keep the baby. Then the other one, uh, uh, another one, still end up being with this dude, right? And you know, yeah. it's it's crazy how and that's and and and, Steve, and and like you was talking about, these schools are not doing anything. We talking about uh, black women being educated, black men too, but black women being most educated. Schools ain't doing nothing for them. Because some of these women are highly educated. What I mean by that, they got their degrees, their bachelor's degrees, maybe masters or whatever, and they still act dumb. And I hate to say that, but that's what I see. And I and I can't understand it for the world how and a, a, a woman who's supposed to be smart and intelligent gets caught up in something like that and won't let it go. Right? You, I just, I'll go circle back to what I said earlier. Maxine Waters got on national TV and told Meg Thee Stallion she was proud of what. So there you go, right there. You got the eldest black. This is this uh, this Auntie Maxine, right? Yeah. This is dumb Negroes love because she was very adamant about yelling at Trump. Mm-hmm. Didn't say nothing about black women being raped in her district. Right. Right. They're homeless, mm-hmm. but she's very loud about Trump. So you know, a whole bunch of dumb Negroes love her. Mm-hmm. She goes on national TV and advocates. Yes, the face of black society for black women is Megan telling you why. I'm the eldest black citizen. I'm Auntie Maxine. WAP is where it's at. Joe Biden turned around and has Cardi B on national TV. Now she's not one of us, but mm-hmm. since she 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 can ride on black lines, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you know how we are. Right. You call you call black women roaches. Okay, Cardi B, we'll still listen to you. Mm-hmm. No problem. You call us roaches and, and nappy head hoes, but no problem. You know, just as long as you can just get up there and shake your your walk, uh, you know, we'll we'll parade you around as our mascot. And uh, it, so that's the issue, bro. And yeah, and I think it goes back to you know what we was talking about earlier because when you talk about single moms. Uh, it's not that they never had a chance, right? Because I know one of the, the uh, some of the, the, the data I was looking at, it said never married black women. Uh, uh, 48% of black women were never married, but 50% of black men were never married. So we know that more women are getting married, but they're getting divorced or separated or what have you. And that's yeah. why it comes to what you were saying. 33% of black men are married and 27% of black women are married because, you know, of the, of the divorce, the separations and different things like that. But it's not like... They weren't given a chance. You know, um, and that goes back to we, we, we're dealing with power dynamics. And this is something that our community has lost um, 60 years into this dynocracy, right? Mm-hmm. A man is necessary. See, one thing that your grandson is going to learn mm-hmm. is by living with you, he's going to learn. He's going to he get a chance to see a man move every day. Right. Right. You get a chance to see you get, get up, you know, make his little breakfast, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You drop him off at school. Mm-hmm. He gets to see you pick him up. Mm-hmm. He gets to see you move around the house. He gets, you know, where, where you know, if you got something to do, he can move around with you. And so he copies me. I take my move. shirt off, he take his off. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Right. That, that's what I'm saying. You know, uh-huh. like he start getting your little workout on. Yep. You know, he would do his little push up, you know. <laughs> see, that's what it's about. Uh-huh. Uh, we've lost that. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely. know what I mean? And, 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 I'll be honest, there's a lot of, it's a lot of black women mm-hmm. who really want to get it back. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how, mm-hmm. which is why I was going back to, to, to the solutions. And right. we're going to start doing yeah. this on spaces more. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, listen, everybody ain't going to get married. That's okay? right. That, that is unrealistic. But what we can do is that we can solidify what we have, you know, in, in, in terms of relationships with us on base with black Americans. Right, right. Working because together. Yeah. I, 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 it, it hurt like, like today. Okay. I'll use me for example. Mm-hmm. I'm on an economic trajectory where I'm going to be doing fairly well, hopefully in the next, for, <laughs> indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, in the, in the, in the very near future, I'm going to be doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't owe nobody shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, do I feel bad when I look and see all of these single women, whether the, the emptiness of the kid is gone or they struggling with kids? Right. I look at that as a foundational black American man, and that hurts me. Yeah, amen. Right? My heart hurts for this because it's the kids that are suffering. Right. Um, if you, you, you see the posts we make every damn yeah. day, yeah. there's a two-year-old. In Baltimore just had a two-year-old, a three-year-old boy was wandering the streets, went unclaimed for two days. Yes, amen. Okay, you look at these teenage girls, they're running, you look at all these missing girls, yeah, they're running away, some of them passing the ass, but what in the hell is going on inside this household? Right, Okay. Right. Right. You look at black child suicide rates are at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. China virus has a little bit to do with that, with you know them being stuck at home. But there's also something else going on at that home, make these black kids commit suicide 
at an all-time rate, and they're being tortured at home is what only thing I can assume. I can't prove it. Right. You know, um, there was a 14-year-old girl ran away from home. Her mother and her mother's girlfriend Mm -hmm. had been sexually and physically abusing the girl. Mm -hmm. See, so... Yeah, man, we we got some things going on here in the year 2021, going in the year 2022, that we weren't dealing with this in the 80s and the 90s. Right, right, right. In the 80s, and uh, nothing against gays. I mean, cause they, let, let, let's just get the, the elephant out the room. Uh-huh. Black people are not homophobic. The right. safest place for a gay black person is the black church, mm-hmm. so don't give me that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, and we've been around gays. Oh, we got everybody got somebody gay in the family. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, did, did, I got a few of them. Who did the hair? Yeah. Choir director, the, yeah. the drama director, at church. I mean, so like, let's just keep it a bug. You know, we're not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But but they moved a different. They moved differently back then. Right, right. You know, you, you didn't have drag queen story up. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, you did not see two black women in the house attempting to raise a whole family of kids under this last value system. Yeah. 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 So like that is that that's part of the problems. And, and that's why, you know, the solution moving forward, we're going to have to come together. Uh, the ones that, the ones that want to, you know, can't can't drag and kicking and screaming, but you know, the ones that want to get it together, we have to come together. We're going to have to, Force, uh, <laughs> we gotta force some relationships, uh, you know, because without it, we're done. Right. I'll drop a bomb on you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from Venice, homie. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and when you look at uh, you look at LA, man, why is it that illegal aliens can figure out that they can they need to work together and they own homes, yep. but that's something that the black the black family dynamic can't figure out. Right. I'm gonna run it by you again. Mary saw the illegal alien. Her and Raphael, they got a house over there in Barrio Loco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? They yeah. got their little house down there in San Ysidro, to the one mm-hmm. wherever. We the only ones can't figure that out. And can't work together uh, to build up and and make the family strong, looking out for each other and things like that. And I think you know, there's you know, like uh, one of the videos that you showed today. Uh, in regards to um, what's that guy's name that, that always uh, talking to single women? Maybe talk single men too. But I know the ones you post. Uh, he's he's interviewing single women, and he uh, and and he was talking with a young lady today that grew up in a home with a stepfather. Oh, Kevin right? Samuels. Kevin Samuels. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Samuels, and um, and talking with her. You know, even that, right? Because like for me, I never met my biological father, but my my father, who I have his name Bowser. That was the first stepfather, but I consider him my father, right? He died, but that's my father, right? And I, right. I resented when anyone tried to say anything different and so on, and and he raised me. And I think, you know, uh, 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 we're going to have, they going to, our young people, they're going to have to understand that, especially if you have a lot of single moms, that a lot of men are going to come in. They will take that responsibility. They will help raise them. But women, and this is what I, I when I counsel women or fa- uh, uh, couples when they agree to get married because I don't marry anybody unless they go through premarital counseling with me and one of the right. things that I tell them is that you know when you come together what God brought together is is the is the the man and the woman the kids 
are going to grow up and they're going to leave, right? They, and, and then you all will be there. So you don't put nobody, your kids or nobody, before your, your husband or your wife, right? When you get married, right. that comes first before anything else because those kids will tear that home up and then they're going to live their life. And, and then your yep. marriage is all in wreck and havoc. And a lot of times women put their children in the place of a man and they shouldn't be doing it like that because then when Absolutely. a man comes when a man comes in you know this dude is like call himself you know i'm the man in the house or whatever it is and so on yeah. and don't know how uh to really uh respect the fact that hey mom is getting ready is dating could this could be a potential husband let us support this right because we need a strong family structure and this is what helped make the solidify the family and make the family stronger by a man coming in and so because we have so many single moms and, and so on and a lot of our women having babies out of wedlock and things like that uh you we're going to have to deal with that and address that and that's another part of the solution so i like the way Kevin brought it out to that young lady and letting her know because she has some issues with her stepfather. He's like, look, he came in there, you know, and, and took the place and, and, and tried to raise you, right? And you should appreciate <laughs> right. that, right? Whether he fa failed in some areas, you didn't like certain things, maybe, he, you know, there's things about you he probably don't like or whatever, you, you know? Exactly. <laughs> he, he beats the alternative of not having nobody. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, and, and of course, you know, with people like yourself and me, you know, uh, strong black men, uh, we're going to have to, you know, kind of like uh, take some of these young men and mentor them and work with them and, and, and be in the place of that father from the perspective of at least teaching them how to be a man, you know, because they don't have it. That's the only I, I way agree. us coming together and working together and making our community stronger and better, you know. I agree. We, 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 we are going to uh, get to work on something specifically for the boys. Um, no gender divide, but see, we have to work with these young men. Mm -hmm. uh, Let's keep it a buck. I just we we talked about the the whole gender divide aspect. Right. See, white supremacy figured out a long time ago. They don't have to do the. They don't have to attack us all the time if they can use the black woman. Thank you. To attack us, right? Yeah. So Georgia, that eight hundred and fifty dollars a month that they're gonna get a single mom. Divide the family. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you look at uh, who was that? Uh, Goldman Sachs. It said he's going to give $10 billion to black women. Mm -hmm. Now, we know it's going to women of color and that stuff, but just on the outside looking in, the optics of that doesn't look good. And as a collective, okay, mm -hmm. I don't know, they don't want to hear this. As a collective, black women as a collective ain't spoke out about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so we got to yeah. keep it a buck. Now, here's how it really works. You know, we work with these homeless people mm -hmm. and we talked about the majority of black women ain't making enough money to do yeah. money worth today. That's right. You know who the biggest, fastest growing demographic of homeless people is? Used to be black men. You know who's the fastest demographic of homeless people is now, don't you? Black women? Older black women. Mm. Think about it. Okay. I, know after I see the some of your posts. Gone, yeah, after mm -hmm. the WAP is gone, after the whole phase is gone, after the child support is gone, after the EBT is gone. Now, we talked about this. 75% of black women make less than 50 grand, make more, most of them make 30 grand. Mm -hmm. So, uh, where are you going? Where are you going to live out here in San Diego on $30,000 as a strong, independent woman? Right, right. What you going to do when you can't no longer work? Remember, now, women body break down way faster for a man. So mm -hmm. now where are these women, where, where is she going to stay on her little $1,100 a month social security check? 
So see, winter is here. Okay, so a lot of them are being propped up right now. Uh, like I say, you know, I mean, I mean and shout out to the, you know, but see, for us men, we have to get it together. We're on the streets. For a woman, she can have kids, getting a getting a shelter, uh, uh, getting a program, get Section Eight housing, uh, go to the single mom uh, uh, exit strategy plan, which is nursing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it going to teach you. So they have a number of different avenues. We don't. Yes. So that's what we got to focus on the men, exactly. uh, specifically these young boys. Exactly, and and the most oppressed, you know, and and when you talk about the, the uh, incarceration rate, you know, forty percent black, and most of those are black men. Uh, 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 who was it, Tony? Eighty percent come out of single homes. Y you yeah. look up the prison. So it's gone up. <laughs> I used to say seventy percent. It's gone up. Eighty percent. Eighty percent of all black. Eighty percent of all black males that have been incarcerated can thank their local single mom for that. Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah. Direct yeah. correlation, and that's part of the problem. And 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 we got to be clear to our black women in our support of them to let them know that you can't teach a black boy how to be a black man, right? And and you no. need you got to have a black man in his life, and so on. So we got to do that. Any closing words? Because I know we're we run out. This is a great discussion. I know we got to do it again. Um, any closing? Oh yeah, we we'll pick this up. <laughs> Yeah, um, essentially, you know, make sure you, you, you go on the Twitter and uh, you give me a follow. It's uh, B1 San Diego on Twitter. You also want to follow First Them News on Twitter uh, as that's our avenue that we expose uh, violent white male sexual predators and other off-code behavior. Mm -hmm. And you also want to go to FBA Voices on mm -hmm. Twitter and give that a follow. Uh, which is where we discuss uh, inter interpersonal black issues. Right. Uh, we address things you know, such as like the whole single motherhood, mm -hmm. uh, you know, economic opportunities, reparations, and even some of the dusty crime uh, from our enemies within, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, right. uh, you know, it's not a big part of our culture, but, you know, we, we got rapists and dusty dudes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we frame, we control the narrative. You yeah, know, you don't play around. Address, I see the post. <laughs> Y'all don't play around. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, we can address Tell it like from it our is. perspective. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it, too. If, exactly. if we had, a, with our reparations, with our own communities, right? See, that whole crime thing can be solved overnight. It just takes it takes resources and the man in the community. So crime, mm -hmm. is, there's no such thing as just a, 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 a black plague crime community. That can be solved overnight. So, you know, um, next week we'll definitely pick it up. Okay. And we'll talk about here in California, we're going to talk about this GI Bill, okay. how all of these white enclaves you see out here, how they, they, these people weren't rich. Mm -hmm. They were just given these homes years ago. Right. We'll pick that up. And we'll also okay. talk about up, up, up there in La Jolla, um, uh, I didn't realize how many days it was all a little black village up there mm -hmm. uh, with Mabel Bell and that Prince Hall. I mean, that Prince Chapel AME church up there. Right. I'm going to be working with them. We're going to do something for our black foundation of black Americans here in La Jolla, here in San cool. Diego, like what happened up there in LA at Bruce's beach. Okay. So well, I don't know if Bruce, Bruce beach. There. That's like in the uh, influential community. Yeah. So Blue, Bruce's beach in Manhattan beach for y'all. I heard there. of Manhattan. Bruce's yeah. Beach, yeah. Manhattan beach. Very affluent uh, homes there started about six million dollars. Um, at any rate, um, it was a, a, a black family uh, owned land, literally on the beach, uh, built uh, a black resort, and the land was violently taken from them by white supremacists. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, we were able to get a hold of the family. 
uh, kind of get the story prominent, did a couple of broadcasts, and now all of a sudden, you know, because once again, we control the narrative, we get millions of persons a week. Now, hey, we got to give this Bruce's beast back to black people. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yes. I saw something on that. That's right. We're going to do the same thing here in La Jolla. Okay. That'll work. That'll for, work, for, man. For our people in La Jolla. You can hold me to that. Okay. That'll work. That'll work. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. And, and I want to thank all those on uh, this podcast, Slow Motion with Bishop Bowser. And we'll see you again next week on Wednesday, same time. All right. God bless you.